This is Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. Brought to you by East Coast Christian Center. Morning Breath starts now. All right, all right. Good morning and welcome to Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. This is Matt and Jessica in the morning on Mondays. I'm Matt. I'm Jessica. And it's great to have you guys today. If you're not familiar with Morning Breath, we read a chapter of the Bible and then we talk about it. Although this week we're going to do some different things tomorrow and Wednesday. We've got some special programming where we're pulling in our Flourish Sisterhood podcast in the middle of the Morning Breath show where we take the chapter and then we connect it to an amazing story of a family that went through uh, an infidelity and hospitalization and all sorts of things to total restoration. And that's tomorrow's broadcast. We're really excited about that. But today we've got uh, Genesis chapter five and uh, we're excited to be here today. What's been going on, Jessica? Well, today is Monday, November 4th. And so I must say that it is our baby boo-boo, Adeline Colette Stahlbaum's birthday today. And she's eight years old and I just can't. Eight? (laughs) Yeah, I can't believe it. It's crazy. We were watching a video of her on her fifth birthday and my mom had it on her phone and she was trying to get stuff off her phone. So she sent it to me the other day and we watched it last night. And this is the this is the birthday where she could not blow out a candle. And so for what, two straight minutes, she's blowing, <laughs> but like not with the proper technique of her mouth. Yes. Like, she's moving her lips in every direction, but the way she's in which she's turning she her head to. sideways, yes. getting closer, and then her hair is almost catching on fire, and it's just the best video ever. And then ever. she finally does it yeah. and lets out a guttural scream High of victory. Scream like, of victory! She took the hill. Yes. She won the battle. Oh. It's super funny. I'm gonna have to put it on we YouTube and on my Facebook and Instagram because it's, it's just really funny. It is. Yeah. So that's, that that's got to make it somewhere. But that was three years ago. Which... Put me on that show. Oh, America's Funniest Videos. Yeah. We would win. For sure, she would win. Put me on that show. Put me on that show. Um, Yeah, so that was three years ago, and now she's eight, and time flies when you're having fun. So that's what I'm thinking about around here. What about you? What's new with you? I'm good. We got Freedom Retreat coming up, and your birthday is tomorrow. It is. Yay. Yeah, she was the best birthday present ever, but she we do have two separate days, which is kind of fun to celebrate so, together. Happy pre-birthday to you. Thank you so much. And then it's our anniversary in four days from now. Yeah, on the Freedom Retreat Day, which is so cool. So Freedom Retreat, like Matt just mentioned, is Friday, November 8th and Saturday, November 9th. And this is specifically for people who have been, been in one of our freedom groups at East Coast Christian Center. It's a 10 to 12 week Bible study that leads up to this amazing experience that's a retreat that you can't explain until you've experienced it. And so if you are hearing me and you have done the freedom group, but you have not done the retreat yet, this is your time. If you, a lot of times someone will go through a group several semesters ago, not be able to go to a retreat because of their schedule out of town, whatever. This is your time to go to the retreat. It's 50% of the experience. And we just really um, encourage you to to take advantage of that and do that. And also this week, first Wednesday is coming up. So in two days from now. But I want to say something about freedom that if you missed out on, you've never been to a Bible study, uh, freedom Bible study, you should get in the next one because um, a lot of people think freedom is about addictions and things like that, yeah. uh, like freedom from drugs or alcohol or mm-hmm. any kind of other addiction you might have. That's not it. It's somebody that is want to remove 
the burdens of their past or their present that are weighing them down so that they can move forward in their purpose. Mm -hmm. And so it's really for anyone and everyone uh, to take one step closer to Christ and to truly walk in the freedom that he's provided for us on the cross. And so I'd encourage you to get involved in the next one. It is a very powerful uh, movement at our church. We've had over a thousand people go through it. Mm -hmm. We've had hundreds of people get saved through it. And if you're looking for an experience that will change your life, you're going to learn about the word of God. You're going to learn about yourself. And you're going to get set free in in areas that might be holding you down from the areas of forgiveness to fear, mm-hmm. um, all sorts of things. Shame, you're, anger, resentment, it, yep, all and of it. It's very biblically uh, centric, a lot of scripture learning. So you're going to learn, like if you don't know certain things like what spiritual warfare is, or you don't know, you know, what, what, um, let's say submission is all about in the Bible, mm-hmm. you're going to learn what the Bible says about all those things. Yeah. Um, and so we're really excited about that. But tomorrow night is what? Two nights from now. Oh, Wednesday when, night is yeah. what? <laughs> it is first Wednesday. And we are welcoming guest speaker, Pastor Todd Mullins. And personally, yes. this guy means so much to me and Matt. We love him so much, him and his wife, Julie. And he's a dynamic speaker. He's coming up from West Palm. He's an incredible church down there. And um, this church, his church is where John Maxwell goes to church. (laughs) So that's pretty awesome to be able to have him. We're honored to be able to host him. So this week, Wednesday, Todd Mullins is coming. We're going to have food trucks at our Merritt Island campus at five for purchase. And then you can come to the service. Also, Christine Kane is a teaching pastor at his church. Yeah, on his team. And Joyce Myers goes there regularly. You know, just a few people. Just just a couple (laughs) names out there. Love Todd Mullins. And he's an incredible guy. Uh, more than even a good preacher. He's just a good man and mm-hmm. a good pastor. Yeah. And we're excited to have him. So we would love for you to join us for that. And all this information you can find out on our website, eccc.us. Um, find out about Morning Breath, find our podcast. And if you need a Morning Breath guide and don't have access to any of that, you can call our church offices, 321 452 1060, and we will hook you up. That's right. And that's it. Yeah. Genesis 5. I'm going to read through 17. You're going to start at 18. And uh, this is a bit of a genealogy. So grace for some biblical names. Here we go. Yeah, we'll go as fast as we can. (laughs) I must say to you, read. This is the book, the written record, the history of the generations of the descendants of Adam. When God created man, he made him in the likeness of God, not physical, but a spiritual personality and moral likeness. He created them male and female and blessed them and named them mankind at the time they were created. When Adam had lived 130 years, he became the father of a son in his own likeness, according to his image, and named him Seth. After he became the father of Seth, Adam lived 800 years and had other sons and daughters. So Adam lived 930 years in all, and he died. When Seth was 105 years old, he became the father of Enosh. Seth lived 807 years after the birth of Enosh, and he had other sons and daughters. So Seth lived 912 years, and he died. When Enosh was 90 years old, he became the father of Kenan. Enosh lived 815 years after the birth of Kenan and had other sons and daughters. So Enosh lived 905 years and he died. When Kenan was 70 years old, he became the father of Mahalalel. Kenan lived 840 (laughs) years after the birth of Mahalalel and had other sons and daughters. So Kenan lived 910 years and he died. When Mahalalel was 65 years old, he became the father of Jared. Mahalalel lived 830 years after the birth of Jared and had other sons and daughters. So Mahalalel lived 895 years and he died. When Jared had lived 162 years, he became the father of Enoch. 
After he became the father of Enoch, Jared lived 800 years and had other sons and daughters. Altogether, Jared lived a total of 962 years, and then he died. When Enoch had lived 65 years, he became the father of Methuselah. After he became the father of Methuselah, Enoch walked faithfully with God 300 years and had other sons and daughters. Altogether, Enoch lived a total of 365 years. Enoch walked faithfully with God. Then he was no more because God took him away when Methuselah had lived 187 years. He became the father of Lamech. After he became the father of Lamech, Methuselah lived 782 years and had other sons and daughters. Altogether, Methuselah lived a total of 969 years, and then he died. When Lamech had lived 182 years, he had a son. He named him Noah, and he said, He will comfort us in the labor and painful toil of our hands caused by the ground the Lord has cursed. After Noah was born, Lamech lived 595 years and had other sons and daughters. Altogether, Lamech lived a total of 777 years, and then he died. After Noah was 500 years old, he became the father of Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Amen. Well, uh, Genesis chapter 5 is right before the story of Noah. Um, Noah, he, uh, God decides that the earth is evil at that point, that too many people are doing evil things and it's worth wiping out. But he sees that Noah is a righteous man. He also limits mankind's age to 120 years. And so whenever you read this, you're like 969 years. What in the world? Yeah. You know, um, that's the earth was so much different before Noah, um, before the flood. The Bible says that it had really not rained at this point. There Mm -hmm. was a mist watering the earth that um, actually the ground burst forth. Uh, when the flood came, as, mm-hmm. so water didn't just come from the sky, but it also came from the ground. Yeah. And so we're talking about the earth opening up and water pouring out of the earth. You know, you see oceans and lakes and all sorts of things. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it would have changed the pressure in the atmosphere even. There's been scientists that have done research on this, that you would live longer if there was more pressure and more oxygenation, more oxygen, you know, permeation in our, in our atmosphere. Yeah. You would actually live longer and you would grow taller and all sorts of things would happen. Hmm. They've proven it with like fruit and all, you know, and athletes use uh, pressurized chambers with extra oxygen to recover faster. I mean, it's a proven thing that's out there in science. And so a lot of people um, are looking, you know, when they say, is this real? It it is. And like they're actually proving it through science that some of these things are real, that you could live longer and you could be bigger and stronger and faster if you were born in, you know, more oxygen and more pressure. And so. Um, that's just some of the little fun stuff to talk about. Uh, when we go to talk about what what's a devotion and what means something to us, um, I know for me, uh, the first part is um, that I see that it's family. It's Adam's family line. Mm-hmm. And I think of legacy. I think of leaving a mark on this earth that is not just about the job that you have, it's not just about the house and the home and the money that you're you're planning on leaving behind to your kids. Um, it's about the people that you impact. Yeah. And right now as a church, we are talking about our legacy. Once a year, we do a special offering that is legacy focused. And we we say this is for expansion and for the future. Mm-hmm. Like we're a life-giving church that lasts. That's our um, that's our vision as mm-hmm. a church, building a life-giving church that lasts. And so to kind of put our money where our mouth is, 
Do we really believe in the next generations? Do we really believe in growth? Or are we stuck just thinking about ourself, our service, our seat, yeah. our lives, our families, our issues? Mm-hmm. And so we break out of the box and we give and people give generously. And then we do things with that legacy offering to grow as a church. This year, we're we're we've purchased land in Vieira. Mm-hmm. And so this offering will help us buy the dirt the fill dirt for the land. Um, It will also take care of some of our children's areas. We're going to give into and pour into our own children's areas, as well as a church. We're going to give towards other churches that are in building programs. We're going to actually give financially towards two other churches that we have great relationship with that are right in the middle of building buildings right now and remodeling their buildings. Mm -hmm. And we're going to give towards them because we believe in legacy and in growth, not just in ourselves, but in the body of Christ. And so those are some of the things that we're doing with that, as well as a few others to believe in the next generation and the overlooked generations out there. And I would ask yourself, like, what kind of legacy do you want to live. Like when you think of your best self, what does that look like? And what is what does God see when he sees you as your best self? Mm-hmm. And and I would see that um and I'm just going here. Is that cool? Yeah. Okay. I would just see that you would look at it in a few different areas that you are operating in excellence in whatever he's called you to do. If that's owning a business, you're operating an excellent business because if you're a Christian and you're a believer, then why not offer the best business possible? If you're a nurse or a dentist or you work at Home Depot, that you would operate in excellence. Like the Bible says that all you do in word and deed, you would do to the glory of the Lord in Colossians 3.17, I Mm -hmm. believe it is. And so that you would operate in excellence, that you would also have a strong relationship with God. And that was kind of mixed into that first one that I said, Mm -hmm. as well as care a lot about your family. Like that your family means something to you. And then I would put this out there too, is that you would have financial impact through a local church for the sake of the gospel. Yeah. That you wouldn't just be out on your own, kind of moving around, but you would actually be be in God's house, in God's family through a local church and financial impact through that. So you would be blessed enough to be generous through your local church that you would see a greater mission be happening. And so those are just like four things that you could say, am I doing those things? Is that going on in my life? Mm -hmm. If not, I would just say, take one step in all four areas, right. like begin to grow in those areas. And as you know, you you said something last night about it. it's hard to tell people that they should give mm-hmm. as a pastor. Yeah. Because it it's like, well, we're, we work at a church. Yeah. And so it's like, eh, should we pressure? Should we say things to people or, but why, why should they do that? Like, what were you saying about that? I was just, I mean, first of all, we give because God first gave his son for us. And so we are modeling, we're following his example. We give also to show where our heart is, where your treasure is, there your heart is also. So when you're giving first back to God, for instance, the tithe, which is 10% of what, and that's what we do as a family. And we've always done that right when we get our paycheck, it's 10% back to the Lord. And we know that because of that, there is a blessing on our finances. Because of that, we are making a difference. And then above and beyond, like this legacy, you and I have prayed, what are we going to give? We need to lead the way in that. We need to model what it looks like to sacrificially give out of our home. And we know that there is blessing in that. And so I want people to give because I'm not worried about 
God's provision for us. We know that we are provided for because we put him first in our finances. I want other people to feel that and recognize that and experience that and just have that life change that happens when when you see God's hand of provision on you, on your yeah. finances, in every area of your life. When you give financially, it's, you're not just reaping financially. You're reaping in every area of your life, peace and joy and hope and all the things that you need. So. Yeah, I'm passionate about giving because I just, I know I've seen the faithfulness of God in our own lives, you know, and in the lives of others. So, yeah, you're miss, you're just missing out on operating God's plan. And yeah. we, we would, we feel bad. Yeah. I just had a friend say that they were checking like how much they gave this year and they realized they were off and they, they were like, you know what, we're going to fix that mm-hmm. and uh, we're going to catch up. And I was like, I almost said, well, yeah, you know what? Just why don't you just get started? Don't worry about catching up, mm-hmm. you know. Like, and and he was like, so I did. I we started catching up, and in three days, I and he he sells like mm-hmm. he makes commission. He made like five times what he made, like the the four weeks earlier. Yeah. Like he made huge sales. I mean, the numbers are are too big for me to share yes. on this show. <laughs> yeah. But he's like, Matt, like, it works. Mm-hmm. Like, when you put God first, it works. It and, does. And God does that to him all the time. That's and right. And he does that to us all, all the, the time. time. Yeah. There's so many times where we're like, I don't know how we're going to afford that. Mm-hmm. Or I don't know how we're going to do that. And we never lack. Yep. And we we don't just give. We also steward uh, our money well. Right. And we would encourage that and manage your money well. Like, mm-hmm. um, in fact, Pastor Dan uh here at East Coast, my dad has has written a book about administration and stewardship, mm-hmm. just about your life, like how to administrate your life. And there's some stuff in finances, probably I'm, I know there is um, in that book. But it's just, you know, if you're, I, I would say, if you're just struggling to like manage your life, mm-hmm. you there's simple principles. Yeah. And well, the thing about a steward is, it's not mine; it's God's. I'm just here to take Absolutely. care of it. Absolutely, right? That's yeah. the thing of a steward. We're not owners; we're stewards, mm-hmm. and so we just take care of what God has given us, and we recognize that it all comes from Him. And that's that's some stuff on a family line, mm-hmm. like creating a legacy. Um, I sit here, um, part of a legacy, like my parents' testimony is my testimony mm-hmm. that I didn't have to go through. Right. So, like my parents. They did drugs. My dad sold drugs. Like, I mean, they were hippies from the 60s and the 70s. And just, uh, you know, they were all in that whole world, right? Right. They got saved when I was three months old and began the journey of a Christian's life Mm -hmm. and protected me from having to walk through the things that they walked through. Right. I had to walk through my own things, as we all do. But now I'm able to pass on to my children a stepping stone that they don't have to even walk through some of the things that I had to learn and deal with. Yep. And the goal is that they would be able to raise children in the same way that we would continue to build and build and build. But I would say this, that it, you don't always recognize you're building a legacy like in the moment, in the moment. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I if, agree. In fact, how you handle tough situations is oftentimes your legacy. Yeah. Like, and so that's terrible. It feels terrible to go through tough stuff. Mm-hmm. It does, but it's worth it. It's worth how you handle it. And like you said, we're stewards of this life that God has given us and everything in it. And so 
what we do, the choices that we make is is leaving a legacy. And I want to say, even if you don't have kids, you're leaving a legacy in in your workplace, in your stewardship, in giving into things. Um, I think you, I think you were the one who shared a message, and you you listed all these people, and it was very prominent people. It was Pastor Dan. Okay, it was. I always. <laughs> I always do this to you guys. All these people, and it was listing all these people that you would recognize their names, and there was like, what is the one thing that these people have in common? And you really couldn't think they were male and female. It was like, I have no idea what these people have in common, except they're well-known. The thing they had in common was that they they had no physical children. And so that was fascinating to see, wow, what a legacy they left in their work and in the things that they've done. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, This Genesis chapter five, when I first read it and, you know, Genesis chapter five, it's towards the beginning of the Bible. It's definitely something that a lot of people have read. And maybe it even trips people up because you get to here and you're like, so-and-so had this kid, they lived 900 something years and then they died and then they died. And then they died. Yes. And you're like, but when you really dig into it, it is, it is like you said, legacy. It's, it's walking in faith, this guy Enoch. And um, I think the, the basic thing, the basic premise is this shows that the people in the Bible were real, that these are real people. And I think about these, these kids' Bibles, these like almost cartoon pictures that our kids have. And we've had these moments with our kids where they're like, we really recognize that they don't understand that this is real that this really happened, that these are real people because they're seeing it in cartoon form. And so we've had to have these conversations with, hey, this really happened. Like, all of this is actually real. These people lived real lives. They made choices. They have legacy. They had children, and then they had children, and it really happened. Yeah, I think Reagan was probably like three or four, and I'm, I've am i got the children's Bible with the cartoon drawn Noah and yeah. Abraham and whatever. Uh-huh. And I was like, you know that this really happened, right? And he's like, no. Like, why would he? He's looking at cartoons, <laughs> right. right? And then I was like, and we used, we really like Star Wars, and so we were watching some of the Star Wars at the time. I was like, wait a minute. You know that Star Wars is fake, right? Right. And he's like, no. He thought Star Wars was real, oh, and the Bible gosh. was fake, yes. because Star Wars presents as totally realistic, yeah, right? Yeah, real people. I mean, real people with yeah. cool laser beams and all this stuff, and right. they can jump and fly and all this cool stuff. And so he's like, oh, okay, Dad. Like, it wasn't a big deal for him. Right. He's like three or four. But like, that was a moment for me, like, whoa, you know. You have to be intentional. I like those cartoon this. Bibles are great and everything, but if you're reading those to your kids, you, yeah. you do need to rec- kind of say, hey, by the way. This is real. real. These are real stories. They've just kind of drawn fun pictures for us to imagine it. Yeah. So Adeline, we were in the car the other day watching the show that we watch called Liberty Kids. And it's all about um, the beginning of America and the Revolutionary War and all this stuff. And so but it's in cartoon form. But they're real stories. It's George Washington and Ben Franklin. And so Adeline pipes up in the back just the other day. This is real, right? Even though it doesn't look real, I'm like, yes, these actual things happened, and they're depicting it in this <laughs> in this way so that it's intriguing to you. So yeah. even still, I think it's important to think about what else did you see in this chapter, chapter um, five? You want to talk about Enoch? No. What do you want to talk about? You want to talk about Enoch? I do. Enoch. I thought you were saying, do I want to talk about Enoch? Oh. You want to talk about Enoch? Sure. Yes. So Enoch in verse 22, this guy says he walked with God in habitual fellowship. And I just thought about you cannot walk with God or please God apart from faith. And faith is believing without seeing. It's trusting and obeying God even when you don't have the answers. And I just felt 
compelled to put the, put the question out to those who are listening is what are you struggling to have faith for right now in your life? For instance, I have a friend who um, was passed up for a promotion and this promotion she thought she was a shoe in for. I thought she was a shoe in for it. It was a pretty big promotion at her job. She had had seven, like four interviews and then she was going to interview with the big boss and she really thought she was going to get it. When she didn't get it, it was such a blow to her and she really was like, God, what happened here? Because I felt like you led me in this direction and now I'm not getting it. And so I was just able to talk her through that and be like, listen, God wastes nothing. You have to have faith, faith, believing without seeing that God has a better plan for you. It's not the timing, whatever it is. He has a plan for you and he has things for you to, to grow in and prosper in. I have another friend whose um, child has been on drugs. She just discovered and they're considering what to do next. And just walking her through that. And you have to have faith that God loves your child more than you do and that he has a plan for him, plan to prosper him and give him a hope and a future. And so where in your life right now are you having to believe without seeing? It could be small. It could be huge. Whatever it is, know that without faith, it's impossible to please God. And so trust in him, obey what he says, rely on his word and know that he is working behind the scenes on your behalf. Yeah. And keep going. That's right. right. Don't give up. That habitual, continual, constant following the Lord wasn't easy. I guarantee it. And it never is. So just keep going. We'll be back in just a second. We're going to take a break. You are listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center, Merritt Island, Vieira, and Coco. Commercial Real Estate Services. Scott Langston, senior commercial broker, has been selling real estate and giving free consultations for over 18 years. Scott Langston will show you how having a professional can make a difference in your buying, investing, or leasing commercial property. Scott Langston, 321-403-1111. That's 321-403-1111. Now go out there and make it a great day. Hi everyone, Kevin Barfield here with Barfield Contracting and Associates. We are a fully licensed and insured roofing and building contractor. We're located in Cocoa Village, but we service all of Brevard County and surrounding communities. We also offer many discounts, military, senior. As always, we offer free estimates and we appreciate every opportunity that we're given. We're at 454-4531. That's 454-4531. Barfield Contracting, treating you like family. God bless you. With buying and selling homes in the Melbourne, Florida area, Pineapple Farms is here to assist you. Pineapple Farms, serving Brevard County since 2011. For more information, go online to pineapplefarms.com or call at 321-426-0081. We want to be a church that's focused on God, focused on the people on the inside, and focused on the people on the outside. Love God, love the church, love people, because we're building a life-giving church that lasts. East Coast Christian Center. Join us every weekend, Saturday night at 5.30 p.m. and Sunday morning at 8.30, 10, and 11.30 a.m. East Coast Christian Center is located at 680 North Courtney Parkway, Merritt Island. The Avenue Worship Center. Enjoy a fresh brewed cup of coffee with friends and family. Service times are at 9.30 and 11 a.m. at 85 North Richland Avenue. East Coast Christian Center, Coco. We now have three services every Sunday morning at 8.15, 10 o'clock, and 11.45 a.m. Located at 1855 North Friday Road, Coco. 
For more information, call 452-1060, extension 100. That's 452-1060, extension 100. Or visit us online at eccc.us. That's eccc.us. East Coast Christian Center, building a life-giving church that lasts. Welcome back to the show. This is Morning Breath. Welcome back to Morning Breath. We have been in Genesis chapter 5, and it's been awesome to talk about that. But I really want to remind you again that in two nights from now, first Wednesday, um, November 6th, we are having guest speaker Pastor Todd Mullins come in from Christ Fellowship Church in West Palm, and he's coming to bring us a message. We are going to do an extended time of worship, and then we're going to hear a message from him. Um, we have food trucks on site for purchase starting at 5 at our Merritt Island campus, and then um, at 7, the service starts, and it's usually about 7 to 8.30. So we would just love for you to come in. This is not just for our church. It's for if you don't have a home church, this is a great time to come in and meet some people and get plugged in. Um, experience some amazing worship and hear an incredible message. I believe he's bringing us a message that is really for what we need in this yeah. time in our lives. And if you missed part of this show, go on to our uh, podcast and website, YouTube, wherever you can find the show, yep. get our app and you can listen to the beginning part of the show and please tune in tomorrow and the next day. I promise you, you will not regret it. That's You're right. going to hear a story that is incredible of a family's life that went through some of the hardest things that anyone could ever go through and they turned it back for Jesus. That's right. We love you guys. We'll see you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center. We hope to see you at one of our locations this weekend. For additional information, such as service times, events, and more, please visit us at eccc.us. Thanks, and we hope you have a blessed day.